0: Hello, heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, your Game Master. This week we are concluding our Phoenix Dawn Command series run by Keith Baker. As of this recording, they are a mere $8,000 from finishing their funding goals. Based on the way Kickstarter surges work, they are definitely going to fund this project. So, if you're interested in new and interesting role-playing systems, I highly recommend checking it out. In case you missed our first episode, Keith himself describes Phoenix Dawn Command as halfway between Eberron and Gloom. It's a card-based dark fantasy system where you advance your character by dying. JPC and I in particular had a lot of fun recording this episode. If you want to get in on the Kickstarter for Phoenix, you can follow the link in the show notes or go to kickstarter.com and search Phoenix Dawn Command. And with all that out of the way, let's get to the show.
1: Talking to the adept, you can talk to him. Uh, his name is Kalen, and you can talk to him. But as I say, you know, frankly, you've gotten what he can tell you is he's very shaken. Well, oh my God! Well, your feet. Where did you even come from? What happened? Uh, you got the message. You know, he's sort of barely even remembering what was going on. You <laughs> right. got the message. Uh, um, it's very scary. It's, we've been trying to 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 do what we can to keep spirits up, but everyone is terrified. You just never know what's going to happen. And then and then tonight, doors flew open, and, and I saw this figure in the moon was, was floating behind him, and he had these knights and warriors, and I was just filled with horror. And the flamekeeper told me, go, go, send the message. Bring them here. And I ran, and that's all I, I remember. And then he grabbed me, and that, that's all. So... Kalen where's your master. I, I did downstairs downstairs he I assume he ran for the sanctuary I I don't know I had is,
2: is there a place that is still safe for you Caleb
1: well the sanctuary but that must be where they are downstairs I, I can't imagine there. there's anywhere safe. <laughs> I I I guess I should stay here I don't know yes you must hide all right all right that that I can do there's the banner right over there I'm gonna <laughs> hide right behind that there's banner. also a giant teddy bear what's mm. that doing here <laughs> Well, it's, it's not a teddy bear. It's a, it's a bear that. It's oh, it's a, a bear. It's a stuffed this whole
0: trophy time, bear. Stuffed uh, trophy I was bear. very confused. You read
2: trophy bear is teddy bear? I also heard teddy bear. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was it's, about to give a, him the teddy bear for comfort.
1: He he may hang on to the bear, but <laughs> it's like a big <laughs> but grizzly it's a bear. Okay, yeah. that's I sleep with the bear. Much more like dignified. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, but it's just there, honestly, because I don't like looking at the walls. <laughs> and and you do see what he's talking about is the walls. As I said they're sort of warped pattern. They're very highly polished, and when you look at them out of the corner of your eye, it's like you feel like you're seeing faces in them. And then mm-hmm. you realize it's probably just your
3: reflection, but they're very disturbing. Yeah, when you uh, when you take over a citadel of the like Reaper of All Fear, yeah, you you got to get a good contractor in there. <laughs> yeah. This isn't gonna do. Really, really? really good yeah. decorator. Yeah, we this got a is great not nice.
2: No one was buying. Well, the the keeper of all fear lived here, but there's four bathrooms on the main floor. So
0: I'm sorry. Who who did you say the previous? Uh, I'm sorry. Four <laughs> bathrooms,
2: recently renovated. Uh, yeah, we we, uh, Kaylin, you hide here, hide behind the, this shroud, and try to stay safe.
1: <laughs> Very good. I like the slow warping back. <laughs> of
4: the previous
2: uh, uh, accent.
1: Uh, of course, of course. He he's hiding behind the Baron and looking.
5: I'd like to uh, use my investigator yep. uh, ability to uh, to check out this stone and like the magical properties of sure. it. That's
1: I think that's perfectly reasonable. So just discard investigator and sure. you can draw back up. But that's that's certainly been that because you were, among other things, a supernatural investigator. Right. So you were just studying it. Uh, here's a couple things you you get. You know, clearly it was formed by magic. Um you do feel That it was, to a certain degree, formed to sort of channel fear, that he does this sort of solidifying fear into this dark form, and that it is sort of a little fear active. So one of the things about the you're seeing weird faces in it and things like that, you suspect that's amped up at the moment by the fact that he's here.
5: Right. So
1: it probably wasn't quite that bad yesterday. (laughs) <laughs> you know, it's still a little, a little creepy, but it's like he's powering it up. It's sort of an amplify, sort of a lightning rod okay. that is is uh, activated by his power. Uh, but the other thing you do notice is that there is a layer of fog just lightly starting to roll into the room, mm. uh, and that is not natural. Hmm. Um, and as you look at that, you see a couple little dark shapes darting around. Uh, in that, that, uh, you feel our little
3: spots of fear that are being pulled out of it. Don't be afraid. If we're afraid, we will die.
0: No, that's, <laughs> it, that's, <laughs> a, terrible,
3: that's a terrible thing to say. <laughs> yeah, we yeah but
0: if
4: we, if we die, we get stronger, we right? So none of us fear death. The
1: only thing to fear
3: is fear itself, because it will strangle because us it is in our beds. <laughs> <Yeah>. Seven times. <laughs> All right. Can I make a, a skill spread here? Sure. Um, also, because between uh, spirits and tradition and stuff, what I want to know essentially is what, if any, kind of whether the folklore is accurate or not. Sure. Uh, vulnerabilities or mm-hmm. uh, essentially mm-hmm. for the for the Absolutely. harvester itself, Absolutely. right? Like, what should we be expecting? Yeah. that
1: would certainly be tradition. Go ahead. Uh, also, and... because I have
3: some intellect cards, I want to.
5: Use. All right.
1: Uh, So, in this case, because it is your specialty, it is an intellect spread by default, but because it is your specialty, you may use grace. So, three cards, you can play anything. And you can add traits on, and this is, again, the kind of thing where uh, traits could either add more points Mm -hmm. or potentially even just supersede the need. You know, again, that was a fairly minor thing. If I had something where I'm like, oh, you're going to need a 40 for this. I might have said, make a spread make a and spread. you'll get a bonus. Okay. That's a small enough thing. If it's a spread of, like, 20 that I'd make someone get, I'm like, you got the specialty, you got the good card,
3: that's good enough. Cool. So you're at a base of 10. Base 10. I'm going to end up, I think, at a 38. Well,
1: here's the
4: question.
3: So I'll give you two things on that.
1: 38... You could bump it up to 40 with two sparks, mm-hmm. or also just turn over to Elegy. You don't happen to have anything in your hand like a trait that – because you are clearly someone who could offer right. insight.
3: I love, the, I love the idea. So of this is where, for Elegy example – secrecy and, and – Right. Yeah, yeah.
1: This is, for example, if you had Investigator in your hand right now, you right. could totally say, well, as an Investigator, I've seen stuff like this before. Mm-hmm. Boom, that would push him over the edge. But do you have anything that – A, seems like it might apply, or B, that you actually, you know, you could have something you don't want to use, and that's fine.
5: Um, do we have a specific thing that we're trying to get out of it?
3: What I specifically want to know, actually, is is both, like, what to expect that it can do and what to expect that it doesn't want us to do. Like, strengths and vulnerabilities, essentially. Okay. From folklore or from whatever.
5: Yeah, so I'll contribute... Uh, a brilliant, a brilliant deduction. introduction. to nice. it. Okay,
1: so I'm gonna add let nice. two things happen here. First, two is exactly what you needed. Right. right. So you're thinking about it and you're like, it seems to me if I recall the legends right, there was something and you know and you step in with the last of course and uh add that in. I will say that I will also you can use that effect if you want. But let's resolve the let's first resolve part first, first and yeah. then you can then decide. Brilliant we'll deduction lets her burn a spark to ask a question if she oh, wants. Nice. Okay. But let's start with what you do know. Uh, so first off, definitely what you know is that it is the nature of these fallen. They feed off of fear. And so looking specifically at the Dread Knight, you know, the whole thing is that you were not going to be able to kill him as long as the adept was afraid. Mm-hmm. So basically, mm-hmm. if you had continued to fight him physically, you would have just had the same thing happen and you needed to break his connection to the adept right. to to do that. You drove around that by just sort of grabbing him spiritually. But I'm saying that's one thing is that it is the nature of them that they use people's strengths to make them stronger. So, were you to encounter that again, you would know. Look right. for the people they are. They are tapping. Cool. Uh, so that's one thing: is is try to keep people from being afraid. You know, if you had basically instead gone to the adept himself, shaken him out of it, broken the connection, then you could have physically defeated the dread knight. Gotcha. Beyond that, basically, the big thing you know is that the harvester, from sort of what you have heard of him. It is a case that he can sort of directly feed off of fear. He can consume your fears to sort of make himself stronger. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that in general, basically, if you are afraid at all, if you are sort of shaken and not strong in your resolve, it will give him, you know, make you vulnerable. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so that's the big thing is if you are afraid, he will have power over you. You don't think he can do what he did to the adept to a phoenix? Phoenixes are very resistant to general forms of possession and things like that, so it's not that simple. But he is more powerful. He can at least draw on your your fear, right?
5: Just general thing about the Harvester. So the story about him is he alive or was he thought? So he is a
1: he is definitely fallen. And so the thing about the fallen is the fallen aren't really alive or dead. They are from dusk, which sort of lies between. So he's he's not really a ghost. Exactly. Mm -hmm. He's not really a ghost. He is some sort of ancient spirit that is avoiding... Uh, you know is exists beyond life or death it is actually between the two of you is very easy to say right now that what you realize it is in all likelihood he had an old tie to this region and the people being afraid here the fact that they have been afraid of the bones even though it was the bones they were afraid of the ambient level of fear oh, being so high allowed him to come back that basically it sort of opened uh, the door for him it opened too. the door that he's feeding off of the fear of the people and now what he's trying to do is literally pull that fear out and manifest it in the world and
3: reclaim his and
1: citadel. what you also realize from your feeling of the weakness it is literally that this thing is sort of an amplifier for his power and he will once he's reestablished he can sort of bond himself to the building he hasn't Ooh. really formed that connection yet but uh but that would be the goal so the basic thing here is if he succeeds at what he is trying to do, then it will solidify his position. You know, he will basically corrupt this region, and it would take a very serious... It took literally, you know, the Legion of Phoenixes to sort of clear this out and banish him before. Um, and so stopping that from happening is definitely a, a important thing. Now, the Fallen are not, as far as we know, connected to the Blight, as far as we know... But it is the blight is causing the fear that yeah, is right, letting him get in, in, and, it's, all. and uh, it's you know just as bad a problem as it were.
5: That's I, I'd like to ask him.
1: A... Okay, ask a question.
5: So, um, uh, so long as the castle stands, will he always like its signature in things? Is it
1: is tied the castle up with... the problem? Yes. is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. No. So uh, partially, the the castle is sort of a focal point for him. Right physically destroying it might be very difficult it is essentially it's a, a magical <laughs> thing what the phoenixes did was they put the hearthstone there and essentially tied it so that in and of itself is a blocking point right. you know uh but basically even with the place it would need the fear of the people okay. to make a difference one of the things that you could say is however you resolve this if people continue to be extremely terrified it would be possible for him to come back again in the future. So one of the things is assuming you survive this, assuming you do everything, you're gonna want to try and make one hell of a don't be afraid bravery speech. seminars. <laughs> exactly. And bravery posters. Um so but basically destroying the castle itself, assuming it was possible, that wouldn't necessarily sure, break it. That it is not, more of a bond to the region. Right. But the right.
2: castle helps, you okay. okay. know.
1: Cool. And as I said, you got fog rolling in, slowly.
2: Coming from the the exit, I'm yeah. assuming.
1: Like basically, it would appear there is only one exit. Mm-hmm. Uh, from what you've seen, it is just sort of a winding hall that goes down uh, to the downstairs. And what you assume is, well, there must be more fog outside. You know, we're probably sort of getting a foggy hallway, and it's starting to push its way into this room.
5: There are small fears in the the shade. I don't know that the acolyte is even safe here.
2: <laughs> I certainly. No. Well, yeah, that's a good point. There's a little other option. We we have to leave and we have to venture forth, and we cannot take him with us.
5: Down the stairs. Bamf. Alright. <laughs> so, uh what's your plan?
1: Are you just gonna all charge out? Are you gonna send someone ahead? The hallway outside is wide enough that you could go two by two. This is not obviously as restrictive as going through the flame. I mean, you're all on the scene. But, you know, go ahead if you want and lay out your... I wonder if
3: if, if we should let Elegy go ahead and... I'm
5: gonna scout it out. Yeah. Sneaky
1: sneak. Okay. Uh, under these circumstances, go ahead. So, so this is, this falls under Spycraft, just being stealthy. Uh, so go ahead and, and give me a Spycraft spread Uh, by default, that's grace. You can use intellect as well uh, for sneaking. And again, essentially as long as you get a high enough number, it means you are effectively hidden uh, and, you know, I'll include sort of noticing details and stuff like that.
5: Sure. So so I'm going to throw down a trait to my assassin training. Oh, sure. And that'll that'll
1: give you, in fact, good enough. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying, between spycraft and assassin, you know, you creep out, you're hidden, uh, you're casing the drink. draw it back up. Thank you. Uh, and she just disappears, you know. Nice. Bam. You creep out into the hallway. The floors of the area are hidden beneath a layer of heavy fog. Uh, the mist seems to distort sound. You can't hear your own footsteps, but you do hear other sounds. Whimpers, sobs, cries of pain. You think – it's hard to to tell what's coming from downstairs and what's simply in your mind. You specifically, having a little experience with this, think that these are probably memories. These are things Mm. that happened here or, Mm. again, touching on those fears, you know, things that came out of people. Right. And you see the dark shapes, which, again, you now recognize. And looking at them closely, again, as you're creeping, you can see like each one is actually an individual little shape. You Mm -hmm. know, it is an isolated tiny little nugget of fear. Right. As you do, you do hear sounds, but you hear sounds and it's, it's actually people sort of shouting orders, like maybe an imperial commander of the army. And you realize that this is actually an imperial legion come to get you as a shadow var, that they're hunting down the shadow var. Oh no. Uh, because you are clearly (laughs) responsible for the blight. And you realize that they are coming for you and your people. Mm. You need to tell me. And this is going to be a grace spread. Right. But basically, you need to tell me how you are going to overcome this unnatural fear that, you know, shake this off and keep going when you know that down there is the thing you fear the most. Right. So, first off, as I said, this is a great spread, a but great I also spread. want you to tell me. To oh, of me course.
5: Um, let me see. Well, let me check out my, my various abilities first.
1: I will go ahead. And for simplicity's sake, tell you that anyone who goes through this hallway is going to have a similar experience. So start looking at your hand and thinking about a grace spread. I have a quest well. Mm-hmm.
5: This is something that's very personal for my character. Mm-hmm. That's she thinks of everything with the Shadow Var as like an aspect of her past, which is something that she keeps hidden and secret. So she starts having these fears, and it speaks her old name back Mm. at her. And she realizes that in saying, They're coming for you, Eleanor, that it's Eleanor, and it's not Elegy at all. Mm -hmm. And she, like, touches the mask to herself Mm-hmm. And uh, casts out her her own magical signature against mm. the attacking fear, bewitches it and turns it against.
1: Okay, so first off, that means you're playing this as a trait, which okay. means a you can play one more card and you get to draw a card, one card. Oh, uh, because well, of do this, do I,
5: I draw two cards and then put one back?
1: uh no uh, oh yeah you do yes. you totally do yeah sorry i didn't read the ability no one traits with a value of one as a standard rule always get you another card this is a special trait mm. that has a different what ability. is the
3: what is the trait word on there i can't read it uh, the here. trait is bewitching, bewitching. and oh, I it is see. draw two cards nice. when you use this
1: in a spread place one of them back on top of your deck cool so you are currently standing at a 20 do you you could play one more grace card if you wanted or another trait.
5: I'm going to use uh, sneaky mm. so that I'll be able to use its ability to become hidden, so it doesn't right, right, really right. affect the sure. role. But
1: okay. So first off, bit. you remain hidden in spite of this, and what happens is you you shake it off. I mean, you know this isn't real. You're able to keep moving forward. Uh, I will note that you can burn one of his sparks also to report back to him so you can go back Mm -hmm. or you can just keep going forward and just let him know what you find uh but basically uh you are in fact going to start the next scene when it happens exposed you know you do still feel you can't quite banish those fears even though you have uh convinced yourself enough that you can keep keep acting Cool. Now you draw back up to five, and again, as you, you can discard one and draw back. So you creep further forward. So you shake it off, you keep moving, you peer around the top of the stairs, and you see down in uh, the bottom what was clearly once a grand hall, but today it stands bare. The floors are hidden between thick layer of roiling fog. Uh, the chamber is dominated by a strange sculpture formed from stone and steel, which you can't imagine was here yesterday. <laughs> right. uh, you know, de- the decorators here, you know, do something. It is a sort of tree, a thick pillar with broad branches extending from it. Uh, people are chained to the trees, scabby mm. villagers and members of the airy staff. And you can see the Flamekeeper in particular hanging from a high branch. The prisoners appear to be unconscious, but they are thrashing and moaning. There is a large glass sphere set atop the tree, shimmering with a pale glow like moonlight. You guess that's what the adept was talking about when he said the moon was behind him. Uh, it's hollow and is partially filled up with darting black shapes. Looking more closely, you see that streams of darkness are flowing up the tree from the bodies of the victims. A ragged dread knight is watching uh, the stairs with his blade drawn. Uh, he has not seen you. Uh, and furthermore, he is himself exposed. So this oh. is what happened when you drew the fears off of, you know, when you mm. were holding him. So again, he's ragged. He's not as intimidating. And, you know, you feel, oh, if we were to defeat him, he would die. Um, being exposed also on creatures has the base effect of reducing their defense. So, but nonetheless, he's got a big sword. He seems to know how to use it. Uh, but your eyes are drawn to the figure standing in front of the tree. A tall man wearing an elaborate mask, an unblemished alabaster face. But the temples are ringed with shards of jagged obsidian and a mockery of a king's crown. One pale and flawless hand holds a long scepter, both elegant and barbaric, studded with the same razor-sharp obsidian of his crown. His other hand is clawed and dark as pitch, and uses those claws to drag long, shallow cuts across a... uh, a card that I don't seem to have. Yeah, across a prisoner's back. More innocence. His voice is a whisper, but you hear it as if he's whispering into your ear. Don't hold it in. The longer you can scream, the longer you'll live. Now, again, this is an ongoing process. You sure. can see that he is in the process of filling up that sphere, but you know it's uh, not like oh my god, it's going to be filled in. Three seconds, right. uh, but you can report any of that back. And the Dread Knight. So I'll pop is, one of the things
5: that that's oh. to report. All,
1: yep. all the Dread Knight. On. Dread Knight is watching the stairs, and Would you we were sort of up in? here. Would
2: be the stairs.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, basically, if you come down, he's sort of watching that that general area. The Harvester is not looking at you, so one of the things is you felt like if you were to jump in there right now, you could personally act first. Mm. You know, they're they're not watching you. However. The Dread Knight would probably be next to act, and then the Harvester would take at least a moment to re- respond. You know, he's in the middle. He's, he's got a thing going on, you know, so it's going to be a bit before.
5: So I'll send you that message and let you know that I'm going to try to move close to the tree, but I don't intend to do anything. To
1: and you, you uh, you can respond to that if you wish.
2: Can you talk to us and then respond?
1: Oh, would if to... it's quick. I sure, mean, sure. as long as you're like. I'm essentially
2: just reciting everything yeah. you're using me. I'm just saying it like a <laughs> yeah. channel. Yeah, like your eyes go up and you just kind of like.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, so if one of you is some quick, you wanted to, to add in anything to past elegy? Couldn't no, say. he was
2: just making sure it was an option. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I would just <laughs> say, uh, right. uh, tell her not to act until we arrive. Okay. Obviously. All right.
1: So you're going to try and sneak through, but first let's deal with everyone else. Speaking to, to getting there, who's going.
2: Being exposed is. Is failing the check is being exposed? Uh,
1: well, it's hard to say. You she don't... got a 20 and she was exposed. The question is, if she got less than a 20, would it have done something else? This is, I will also note, a skill spread. So this is something that if you feel you have a specialty that would help you overcome fear. Yeah. Like, for example, Wolf. Fear. You understand <laughs> fear. You're all about fear. So your fear specialty obviously helps you overcome Fears. So. We can go two by two. Down I the path. also get uh, well. And frankly, at this point, I mean, it's it's two by two, sort of, to the when you finally get the work you have to do. We don't really have to okay. clearly I, parse it
3: out. I think we should try to go as much the three of us at once as
2: possible, yeah. so we don't chain ourselves out. Even mm-hmm. though we'll go in a different order. But right. My idea, and I'm not sure if this is if this works, but can I use my leadership specialty to either assist people or in place of everyone else's roles to kind of like stave off the fear through my leadership?
1: I will give you people the choice. I will say that if you wish, certainly you could use leadership as a specialty for yourself Uh to stave off your own personal fear. I will give people the choice to say, if you choose, we will let Shepard make one spread for all of you. Uh it will be a little more difficult, but if he succeeds, he is gonna, you know, basically it is mm. you are trusting in his leadership and and he will carry you through this. But that doesn't forestall, like all I go. use my
3: first lesson and stuff on it, right? To oh end first end lesson, action. absolutely. Right, and you okay. could throw
1: traits into it and things so like I'm that. Totally I totally will, Okay, I trust Okay, so to we're yeah. going to you're going, so basically, as you step the into it, flock, it, what we it. get <laughs> is <the> you, Wolf... <laughs> You know, feel that what you 're doing lamb 's
0: clothing, okay, right. so it 's fine
1: <laughs> as you all step into it you 're all sort of feeling your own fears, you know, wolf, you realize that you 're probably going to find the bodies of your own family hanging from that tree because you failed them, and can mm-hmm. you bear to see that mandrake uh you know you realize i 'm actually blanking. Uh, if you're dying alone. Alone, yeah. You, you feel that you're just gonna be lost. You know, right. you're just gonna go in I'm there and they're, they're, they're gonna be truck. gone. Gonna you're, be you're, it's in, right. an, uh, and oh. meanwhile, you feel that it's going to be, the people are down there suffering. What if you can never reach them? What oh. if you just hear these cries? What if you, they are, they're, you're trapped in the mist and you can never get to them? And so you're all dealing with these but it is going to be shepherd's voice that will carry you through and guide you through so you have an immediate plus 10 and you can use strength cards in this and grace cards so okay. so basically any sort of inspiration and such is traditionally grace because it is your specialty you may use strength as well so
0: now here here's a question since he's making the check for all of us are we allowed to contribute with Uh, You can contribute with traits. With traits. Again,
1: if you had a trait that is, I am somehow, you know, uh, adding this to this, you could do it. And you can obviously use your first lesson.
3: Is the the Harvester, or the Fallen, I guess, in general, are these nature creatures? No, definitely. Well, definitely not, usually.
1: Uh, I mean, basically, Mm -hmm. they are things, in theory, from a previous age of the world. So they are not in tune with our normal nature of this world. Okay. maybe they were once you know and certain ones would be more there might be one who is like a forest spirit because that forest existed when she was around and you know it it really varies between them all
2: right Ready? what we got so far okay. yeah um as we like as we're stepping in i'm imagining us like getting more afraid as we go and yep. so i'm going to be talking as we're walking nice. and kind of like
1: and that's sort of the thing because in particular like you you know you're sort of like I'm going to be alone, but you're hearing his voice still. You can't even see him anymore. You've lost sight of him, but you hear his voice.
2: Excellent. Stay strong, brothers. Listen to my words and banish the fear. We are no longer mortals. We are the phoenix. We have nothing to fear, for we are undying. We never surrender. We have the courage of our conviction, and our conviction is what keeps us strong. Um, okay, cool. Uh... (laughs) So you've played two traits straight uh, up already. You've played the two
3: traits straight up already, which are also both very dead-on yeah, So, one the, So one you're yeah, doing adapted. very well right now. Those traits are never gives up. Yeah. And what's the other yep. one? Absolute, uh, absolute conviction. Absolute uh, conviction. Actually, <laughs> actually
1: awesome. I will point out, just so you know, I have in my notes here, meanwhile, absolute conviction and never gives up are exactly what you need to overcome fear. Either one of these should provide a plus 10 bonus. Uh, <laughs> okay. so, so I'm just saying you're already a at, at a 30. at 30? Yep. Nice. Well. Oh, uh,
2: you're at a 33, actually, technically speaking, because you keep the oh, it's the bonus, bonus as well. I mean, I'm three gonna three get above 50, stops. but. This and is... did you
1: draw a card for your absolute conviction? I, I just drew okay.
2: one, and it's another one that I want to use, so.
1: I'll just tell you, 40 is, is enough. If you hit enough. 40 and 40. So I'm be at 33.
2: 33, okay. So then I'll say, um, we have nothing to fear here. If you trust in me, I will lead you on. I will take you into the harvester's chamber, and we will defeat him trust in my strength for i will be the warden of this group
1: wow okay yeah as i said even though you have also at this point now hit 39 i could say add one more yeah those are those are perfect sorry those are perfect traits too so no you you've got this you guys are just like nice. yes you are you are energized in fact if any of you are under 12 sparks i'm going to give you each a spark because sparks. you are you are so you know inspired by his uh, by his speech um, and and so that yeah that leadership. was that That's was awesome. that was the stuff is what we're saying now meanwhile back to elegy so you wanted to try and creep down there you're hidden right uh, and normally I would have you pick something from the room but the fact of the matter is you were already hidden you got hidden using your assassin spread and stuff like that so you're hidden so yeah you could totally creep you know you can creep around there um, so the question is what you want to do. So essentially, we're saying you have the sort of a pre-turn, if you will. This isn't even the actual turn. She's going to creep down if she wants, and then you guys show up and you can decide what to do.
5: Cool. Um, so in, in the pre-turn, I'm going to, uh, head to the tree of pain yep. and, um, use psychometry. Okay. So, uh, I'm, I'm touching it and I, I'm feeling all of the, the sure way ma'am. that arcane energy spirals in it, and I'm trying to, um, I can, Burn two sparks to read the history yep. and purpose of the object, yep, so always. I'm I'm looking sure for weaknesses. Okay, so here's what's going to
1: gonna happen. Uh We're not really, again, we haven't actually, yeah, actually... entered combat. Mm-hmm. So first off, you sort of sneaked through, and you were behind, you know, the, the innocents are basically the tree. So you crept by, and it's pretty creepy because he's just standing there torturing people. Right. And as you get close to him, especially since you were already exposed, I mean, you, like, feel your fear growing, right. you know, it's, his presence is just sort of palpable, but hold it together, you creep by him, and you touch the tree, and first off, you do feel that this is something he literally just grew up here right. a moment ago, he pulled it out of the, the strength, it is, again, a channel for the people's uh pain, the big thing you get is really more about the ball, you know, it is just a thing, so there is no, like, obvious direct weakness in it, you can't just sort of knock it down or something like that. But you do get the sphere at the top. Mm. So the sphere at the top is what he's using to contain. It's not actually glass. It just looks like it. It is what he's using to sort of contain the fears that he's channeling. And the critical things about it, it's not actually something you could destroy physically. It's basically tied to him. So smashing it is Mm -hmm. not uh, an option, which is good. Because basically what you get is if that breaks all the fears that are in it right now, are going to go boom right. and scatter uh, around the landscape and certainly kill all the people in this room you're not sure whether they would kill you or but we hope uh, that
4: it would
0: yeah
4: <laughs> um
1: and so i mean basically you definitely have just from touching it and feeling it you know you recognize there's already enough in that to cause a lot of trouble it right. might not fully taint the land forever the way, you know, basically when the cleanup squad would come in, it would be less trouble, but there's enough up there to be trouble. The cleanup squad is a guy with a mop. So mm-hmm. yeah. really <laughs> and, um, a lot of trouble. Yeah, be careful. And and yeah, as I say, however, it is not something, you know, it is tied to him.
5: Right, and we can't physically attack it. Right. Good to know.
1: Well you could. I'm just saying it would be a wasted effort. Right. Um so you've got that. Draw back up. Uh and now who would like any of you, and this could be you as well? Where's the torch? Ah, right here. Who would like to go first? I, because of that that that, so pool that I can create, oh, uh,
3: I'd argue I should go oh, first. Oh, that just happens.
1: So, so oh, really? now that you are here, everybody go out. It didn't happen last time because, because I was you physically not present. Gotcha. But gotcha. as long as you were there, so everyone just start. Let's just put you all up here. You're up, upstairs. We don't have to worry specifically yet uh about you she's down there but uh so you're all sort of right at the top of the stairs waiting for the action and yes we will go ahead as i say you can take one of these either as
3: a spark to add to your pool or to draw a card and so that's just there okay but continuing is it Um, possible just from what we can see as we're approaching would it be possible to reach the harvester so here's how that works it's an excellent question yeah so one person
1: can just reach the harvester uh, and Elegy is already over there, you know, just right. as a note. You're hidden, mm-hmm. uh, so it's not that on you. Uh, so you're hidden, but you were also close enough that you could strike him if you wanted. Sure. The first person to go basically can just make it right there. Beyond that, it's, it's sort of blocked by the Dread Knight. So you would either have to engage the Dread Knight or I believe it's a minor athletic spread. Both of you two guys mm-hmm. have athletics. Mm-hmm.
5: The skills are... What? Strength, athletics, grace, and intellect? <laughs> no, strength.
1: Uh, no, 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 no. Athletics is, is a, a play off of, is a specialty that mm-hmm. plays yeah. off of those other things. Gotcha. For you, it would be a grace spread to gotcha. try and get by him. Uh, so the Dread Knight's blocking the path of the Harvester. The first Phoenix that wants to engage him can do it without difficulty, but thereafter, anyone who wants to bypass the Dread Knight and move directly to the Harvester must make a skill spread of 15. can be either strength or grace, but it's one or the other. You know, it's are you forcing your way through or are you being dodgy? However, athletic specialty would apply. Yeah. So basically fairly trivial for either of the two of yeah. you. You need mm-hmm. to throw down five points or or better. Um, harder for you. Mm-hmm.
2: May I ask this? Yeah. Uh, from what we can see in the room, I should talk into the mic. Um,
1: yeah. And, and bear in mind that at the moment, essentially, you've creeped up. You're peering down. He hasn't spotted you. Until you make a move. You know, you're like, okay, let's go. This this
2: Dread Knight obviously doesn't look like he was cloaked in the fear like the Correct. previous Dread so Knight. So,
1: first off, his defense is only five. Okay. And he's clearly not going to bounce back if you defeat
2: him. The Harvester, at the other hand, does he look like he is, like, currently has some sort of fear no. around him that makes him look so? Stronger?
1: And this is something that, actually, Elegy, you would specifically get, although it would be hard to say, okay. but you would, uh, uh, you know you can make this judgment fairly easily uh but you know it for a fact is that no the fear of the people on the tree is being channeled up into the sphere okay so he is not personally cloaking himself and that's why the dread knight is not cloaked you
0: know they aren't using it they're they're fumbling it away okay so i guess it really depends on where where do we want to divide up our martial power cuz we have two people that can attack the harvester
2: i, I- personally kind of want to work on the tree in the room, because I feel like there's three enemies in here. There's this thing Mm -hmm. that we need to drain that fear out, and then there's the harvester and the dreadnought.
5: So we can't attack the tree.
2: No, but we can use skills on the tree. That's true. Right. Okay, good point.
5: It would be cool if we could... Okay, I'm actually...
1: One other thing I should tell you, uh, just to to get it out of the way right away, is the way exposed works in this particular scene. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and this isn't something you could have helped her with before you started, I'm saying once the action starts, uh, is that exposed in the scene is a natural fear.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, it has its usual effect, but as you have learned, which is why I'm telling you this now, yeah. uh, being exposed does mean you may be vulnerable to the harvester in certain ways. Mm. If someone is exposed, there are two ways to get rid of it. You can get rid of it by hitting him, Basically, if you strike him, you will drop any exposed condition. You're sort of breaking his power over you. Hmm. Or you can make a spread to uh, sort of as you essentially just did. Uh, And in fact, if she'd been with you, I probably would have taken it off of her because you just did that amazing thing. Yeah. uh, To inspire someone. That is a grace spread. It is a 20 is what is required to make someone non-exposed diplomacy or leadership both Mm -hmm. apply as specialties. Mm -hmm. So basically, the two of you in particular are fairly good at shaking other people out of being Great. afraid. But you can't shake it off yourself because, again, it's unnatural. It doesn't make you know logical sense.
2: If I'm if I'm targeting another leadership um, mm-hmm. spread against the the tree to try to make the innocents less mm-hmm. afraid, would that affect her as well?
1: I would say no. It has okay. to be specifically because you're trying to again. It, it isn't. Uh, logical. The challenge you'll have doing that to the tree is that the people are unconscious. You know, oh, they okay. are basically having nightmares. Sure. Uh, so part of the problem is they can't actually really hear you. Uh, now, it could be you could try and wake them up or something, yeah. but I'm saying that is the challenge here is that and it's part of why they're not even really aware of the harvest. even though he was talking to them. He was just doing that sort of sure. the butcher talking to the cow sort of thing. What are, what are
3: your other uh, specialties?
2: Athletics, endurance, leadership, and war.
3: I think I might be able to make it if I spin this right if I'm interpreting this shaman card that I have correctly. Mm-hmm. I might be able to make it so that because I'm planning similarly I want to be able to rally people because I don't have the martial power to really bring to bear to to get the harvester I think the way we want to get him. Uh-huh. Honestly, um, just jumping in on that. Yeah.
1: Frankly, something to do with spirits yeah. would be more relevant here because we'll have the essentially specialty. right, and that's what I'm saying. That with no, that's yeah. what I'm saying is oh, that see. basically okay. The people are unconscious, but this is clearly tapping into their spirits. And so what I'm saying gotcha. is something that is, I'm working with the spirits and whatever, is going to be more relevant than trying to cheer the people up because they are not uh, gotcha. they are not currently aware. So, so I'm, the, the, I'm saying you're right gotcha. on okay. you're, you're, so Your Your
3: idea is good. The spin that I want to put on that essentially is I want to tee you up. I want to go in there and get them so that they can't use my spiritual ability so that they can hear you. Oh. Okay. Mm. Right? So that I want to just get them so mm. that they can hear some of the space around them. And open the door for you to use your leadership and that stuff. On. All
0: right. So it sounds to me like uh, rather than everybody scrambling to attack the big boss, everybody else is going after the mission, which is great because I'm going to go murder the harvester. Okay, right.
2: but, but maybe
1: you
5: should first take down the dreadnought before he gets all charged up.
1: No, maybe. You maybe uh, I will. I will jump onto this to simply say, from specifically what you learned. You yeah. know, this is I not something I would normally say. Take that what Mandrake knows away. is that and the Dread Knight can't charge up off of Phoenixes. Right. That uh and the people being unconscious, he can't charge up off of them because it's all about them seeing him and being like, he can't be beaten. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, so I'm just saying, you're not sure the Dread Knight can charge up.
3: Yeah. You I have, know? A, I have a plan for um, him anyway.
1: Okay. So. Although technically, if you wake all the people up, maybe no. no, no.
3: Uh, okay, so so his defense right now is a five.
1: His defense is a five. So who wants to go first? Uh, I, I think.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, well, you want to you want to prep the room? Yeah. Oh, okay. Prep the room. Okay,
3: I want to see if this works. Okay. I'm very curious here. So
1: you're stepping down. Are you trying to get close to the tree, or are you just going to
3: sort of no, do I, this I'm actually, across the room? I'm actually going to, uh, uh, because of the way that I'm, well, I'm essentially going to make two actions out of this hand that I've got. But the first thing I'm going to do is spend one of these to draw a card. Absolutely. Okay. What happens if somebody's double exposed?
1: Uh, in Anything? this
3: circumstance, nothing.
1: Uh, I will note that for you guys, if you're double
0: exposed, you're going to lose a spark. I think you just go to Metatopia.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, it's a double nice. exposure. Bill. I got it. Double got exposure. plus. <laughs> <It's> awesome. <laughs> uh, I will say one thing, actually, Elegy. Mm. While you are up there psychometrating the tree, yep. you actually do lose a spark. Like, you are, the fear, you are having trouble fighting it off. Sure. And you're doing it, but it does drain you. You know, just being that close to him. Right. It's like, it's just hard to, uh, to fight it off. Just to uh, and also, we are starting the cycle now. So Elegy has not sort of technically acted. What you did was, you know, a sure, sort of a pre-turn. pre-cycle. Getting gotcha. Up. Where's the torch? Uh, where is the torch? Do I have it? Yes, I do. Okay, I quickly just walk through the things on the torch. Yes, please. The tree plane is the tree itself. Uh, layer of fog. The ground is covered by this big layer of fog. Uh, discarded chains, people in chained up, there's a pile of chains lying around. There's also a fallen chandelier, not fallen as in the people, <laughs> yes. but basically, hey, there was a chandelier here, and apparently it got knocked down when you put the tree up. So there's a big chandelier on the ground, uh, you know, moaning prisoner, it could be any of them, uh, and again, whether that's using it physically or using it because you're inspired or, you know, however yeah. you want to do it. Uh, blood, a bottle of scavi ale or a ray of moonlight from the high windows.
0: (laughs) Nobody take the moonlight. Okay, (laughs) Okay, so there you are, sir. Let's see.
3: Hmm. Which one of these is most... uh, Oh, no, I know. I know what it is, I think. Uh, I don't know if this is... I'm I'm, I'm torn here between uh, uh, an order of operations question in terms of what will be most dramatically suitable, I have in mind, but I don't know if I'm cutting myself down mechanically by doing it in this order. Hmm. So uh, I'm going to need a little bit of help here for a second. Sure. I'm going to go with the uh, Layer of Fog.
1: And I generally am of the opinion that you tell me what you're doing, as long as you do justifiably use it, I'm happy with you saying I'm using the Layer of Fog and drawing your card uh Okay. Before you have fully engaged in, in the action. But you better use that layer of fog.
3: Right. Well, to give you an idea, I mean, it's, it's, it still is largely cosmetic, essentially, but what it is, is that when I come in with the barehead mm-hmm. hood back over my head, um, uh, uh, uh and sw- like, uh, uh, stirring the fog as I come, right? Like, I'm kind mm-hmm. of low to the ground and I'm, but I'm not hiding myself or anything, right? I'm not hiding in the fog. I'm just in this sort of, uh, I'm presenting this almost fearsome image to the Dread Knight, knowing that that's not going to actually scare him per se, right? But what it right. is, is I'm showing this, this, process, that then I rise up and I reveal as I'm speaking, there are no monsters here. There are only creatures. There are only people. Fear exists only in the hearts of the courageous. We find courage by overcoming fear. And I put the hood back. Any one of us can do it. We all can do it. Fear is not our master. We are its. It is a thing that we control. And as I'm speaking, the fog is receding for mm-hmm, me because I'm mm-hmm. buffing myself up Absolutely. and I'm not getting. I'm less and afraid. And frankly,
1: honestly, because the, the fog is sort of a manifestation, it is, it sort of oh, it pushes yeah.
3: back from him a little. Nice. Um, well, I'm going to sp- uh, spin some traits here like crazy. Um, <laughs> so to do this right, uh, so the, the the order of operations here is first I'm going to step up to the Dread Knight. Yep. Um, and as I'm speaking this way, um, I uh, uh, I put... I, I will say yeah. one thing.
1: It would not be as easy to do what you did before. Sure. Even though that wasn't easy. Because he's, the he's the right harvester. by the Harvester. The right, Harvester right. is an ancient powerful force. So I'm just saying, you know, before you... You <laughs> right. may not have been planning that trick, but I'm saying if you did, it would be hard.
3: Right. Yeah, he's not going to be talked differently. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Um, but what I am going to do is that, uh, I'll step up to him and I will um, press two fingers to my mouth and then press them, put those fingers to his forehead. Mm-hmm. And I will say, I do not fear you, Dread Knight." "...for I know that you are just a force in service to a a spirit, a being, a fallen, an inversion of this world from the dusk, that fears only what we let it fear, and I do not fear you. I fear nothing, for I am Phoenix, and I have seen death, and I will see it again gladly." will dispel the fears of the and as i'm speaking there's almost like a like mm-hmm. a, a another set of voices uh of mm-hmm. just the the classic devoted uh, encouragement yep uh rallying underneath my voice i'm speaking like two tones because i'm a shaman i can do that
4: mm-hmm.
3: uh and essentially even though i know it's not going to presumably have an effect on them, i'm putting i'm essentially this is i'm putting the evil eye mm-hmm. on the dreadnought yep which would leave me exposed at this work, but also draw a card when I'm going to put this into the spread. Yes, you do. And, of course, it's st- still a
1: trait, so you still haven't even made. So technically, just going right, to so so understand the goal, or, yeah. this is an attack correct?
3: It is an attack on the yes. Dreadnought. I mean,
1: yes. so it's a it's a weird, you know, <laughs> philosophical attack, but no, this is totally <laughs> 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 well,
3: because, because, because my, of what because he is, it's because totally my passing it's You is will know exactly. as a <laughs> monster. <laughs> no, as
1: I say, this is totally appropriate. So, so far, we're up to a four, and you haven't actually played a card yet. Just and I'll tell you what, also, just to clarify, even yeah. though I know you're going to be paying to pass some pain, uh, we're also going to make the damage brutal because, you know, awesome speech, is oh, okay. what we're saying. <laughs> you know,
3: You've got this all going for you. So I'm going to uh, uh play blessed because I'm or blessed because I'm blessing Exactly. The de- the the death the dread knight as well. I'm I'm for, I'm forgiving him because it's not his fault. Of course. It's just all of us are are, are, are have some degree of fear of the harvester, but we should not because that's giving him something that he does not deserve. And uh, he has show not, for your deck and draw another card because well, once we'll again, the ones always give you an extra card. Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah, yeah. you're 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 kicking this this around.
3: So I, that's, Blessed is on there now. I still haven't played a card that isn't a, uh. No, you're still, you've got three cards coming.
1: Oh, no, two cards coming. So two intellect is what you have here. Right. And then you'll be able to pass pain as well.
3: And the more, the higher the total the more damage I'll do? So here's the deal. Because You currently
1: have a five. Yep. That is all you need to, the attack is now successful. So you can just right. pass pain right now. Right. If you put one more point in. Yeah. It would get rounded up because it's brutal. And do another wound. Right. If you were to get, in this case, to 11. Uh huh. uh, No, 12, actually. Uh huh. So, 6 gets you 1 wound, 12 would get you 2. And then, whatever you get on. 13 would get you
2: 3, right?
1: Uh, no. 12, it's every 6. So, 5 to hit. Okay. 6 would normally be nothing. You would normally have to get 11 to hurt him at all. But for him, 6 would do 1. Up through 11 is still 1. 12 well, gets you do. to the next one. It's you only need to get to the bottom, but then you have to go up Except, another six gotcha. to get to the next one. Uh, so your numbers are, um, 6, 12, and, uh, 18 for doing wounds. Passing pain, of course, you've what? already two got. Those. Right. You know, you're
3: already there. So, th- to help me out here, just so, to make sure I get the math in this right, those are the two I'm going to pay for passing pain. Except you can only do one with passing pain. Total plus one, is not it? Plus one. Rank, uh, plus one.
1: Uh, rank round down, plus
3: one. Is zero? We're running to zero? Yes. Really?
4: All right. <laughs> Basically, um, it's the
1: equivalent of... Uh, previously, we were saying uh, it was your rank divided by uh, divided by two uh, rounded down, but everyone started at rank two. So, yes. Oh, at, I see. At rank okay. one, you were okay. only supposed to be able to pass one one. And okay. if you
0: don't like it, you can go die and yeah, be exactly.
3: stronger. Well, go up. well watch.
0: <laughs> um,
3: so, okay. So, that uh, uh, five... Seven, because I'm also, uh, I'm doing this in part because I'm using the shamanic power to open the ears of the innocents. Right. Right, so that they'll be able to hear all this that's happening. This is me just laying the groundwork of showing, demonstrating the lack of fear and the power that I get from it. So that seven plus eight is 15 right there. Well, boom. I think that puts us to 21. That was, I think, what I got.
1: I'm going to go ahead, actually, you're one point short... Because you can't use the evil eye in its normal way, okay. I'm going to count that no, as an No, sure. Extra, I'll spend a spark for it. That's no one. problem. All right. Boom. Well, and spending a spark, would do the trick anyway. So, uh, okay. So, discard all those. And so, 22 No, what I'm curious about before three. I
3: forget exactly what all that I'm doing is that no, does... No, no. Not three from Not, from, not from us. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, right. That's... I was wondering. I'm like, why are you at four? <laughs> okay. So, first off... How much damage does that do to him? That is going to be three from the attack itself, and then
3: Passing Pain will do another. How many points would I need to destroy the Dread Knight outright? Then Uh, That would be another six. One, two, three, four, five, six. You can do it. I will do it. Out of Sparks. Not out of Sparks. I'm not out of Sparks, but all those points are coming from my Sparks.
1: So you do just step right in and just, you know, again, you bless him. You same as before. He's sort of dissolving into this inky uh, mist, but... What happens there is that the mist starts to dissolve away,
4: Mm -hmm.
1: and the harvester just sort of reaches out and sort of does this. He he grabs it, and sucks it sort of right into his hand, (laughs)
4: Uh,
1: and turns around to just look right at you. So he basically, you smash his dreadknight, you just walk up, smash his dreadknight while he's doing this, and he just goes...
0: <laughs> That's a dramatic. One. Yeah. This he, this he turns and, around dramatically.
1: Uh, and it sort of explodes down across the room. For a second
0: there because he might have burst you two into song.
1: Are still <laughs> high up. You know, you're really out of this range of effect. However, you just feel against he just smacks you with this fear it doesn't have any concrete effect but you are exposed you know mm-hmm. suddenly you're just like what if i'm alone oh my god i'm alone right right, right. uh and you already being he's he doesn't yeah. even really know you're there but you're in the uh, the burst of it again your fear just draws up and sure. sucks a spark out of you so it is still your turn
3: oh good using di- uh, uh I mean it's actually just my specialty but diplomacy spirits and healing have this kind of interaction sure, here, sure. for the one level. Um what I want to do is showing that even though this is effective and then I say um uh, I see you harvester. I know what you do. I know how you feed on fear. And like everyone in this room, I'm above it. Mm-hmm. I can master it. I am not afraid of you no matter what happens to me. Uh since I haven't drawn yet. Okay. Yep. Right? So it's a uh, a skill spread. so it's plus that. Yep, sure. It's 25, right?
1: Well, here's what I'll give you for that. Again, the people can't really hear and such, but uh, Elegy... That's what I'm trying to do is Yeah, I mean, even though you can't see her and stuff, you know she's there, and you're speaking to her, and yeah, you do. He's reminding you, yes, we have nothing to fear, and yes, that will break you.
3: Awesome. Cool, thank you. will separate her. Thank
5: you so much.
1: Cool.
3: Um, Now, the other thing is, right, this this is at a, what is that, a 28 with the specialty? Yeah. Oh, because I still need to hit him with an attack to do it.
1: And this was a skill swipe, you know. This
3: was right, right, right. I think that's it. I think it is. I'm trying that to think a, about what he's. My last a three sparks
1: demanding turn. I, was, no. I didn't think
3: I was going to survive that turn. My my as, whole thought was, "What? I'm no. not even afraid of death." Poof, now, and then as a note, <laughs> uh,
1: normally the dread knight would act right now, but hey, he's gone. Yay. So that means you actually still have around. You know, the harvester has basically grabbed the dread knight and threw him back in your face, but he right. still hasn't really. He's now just sort of looking at you. I'm just saying. Oh, what do you have to offer? Let me taste your fear. But he's taking his time so, about it. So someone else could go. go. So who you want to pass this here torch to? We're trying
0: to we're trying to figure out.
1: Ig's right by him. Yeah,
2: I don't mind going last if that's okay. I think
0: you, the tr- most dramatically appropriate yeah. to free everybody.
5: Uh, that's do my attacks have to be with my combat style, or could I utilize lore? So
1: this is the thing. If it is an attack, if you are literally trying to sort of harm him, then it uses your combat style. Okay. You could make a lore spread to try and do something that is different and interesting. Yeah. Uh, But if it is literally I am trying to cause him harm, it is an attack spread, even if, you know, what he just did there was really a sort of spirit shaman sure. spread, but he did it as an attack because what he was trying to do was to defeat the guy and banish him.
5: Okay, so I am not interested in attacking anyone. I'm now that the okay. innocents have been kind of peaked. Yep. Uh, hmm. I have a story to tell them.
0: Okay,
1: so do you want to tell that story, or do you want
0: Wolf to charge? In yeah, its so I'm harvester? gonna do, I'm gonna do a big attack. So it's either you should
5: do your, yours is more dramatic, isn't it?
0: It's yeah. gonna be more dramatic, but is yours? Is it? Would it be good to have that moment of drama after you tell a story?
5: I think it, let's do it after the story. Okay, okay. okay. so, tell, so, tell, that story. The so tell the story. So let's see. You've used the layer of fog. You're going to use the ray of moonlight. Um. The Tree of Pain that has the orb, yeah. does the orb count as a part of the Tree of Pain? It is
1: part of the Tree of Pain. The basic point about the orb is, to a certain degree with these elements, I generally am flexible in how you use them. I'm saying you can't just be like, oh, I grabbed the orb and run off with it, you oh, know, yeah, sort of yeah, thing. Yeah. Uh, okay. But if you're saying I'm trying to study it or reach it or whatever, you could use that as part of the tree,
5: yes. Okay, perfect. So um, in using this, I forget exactly what this gives you. gives you right a card right away. Boom. Okay, cool. And yeah,
1: it might give you more if, if I like how you're using it.
5: Okay, um... So, I, uh, s- now that I'm no longer terrified, um, I say, I recall a story about the moon.
1: Now, I will say, telling a story and telling, mm-hmm. attempting to tell a story that has dramatic impact uh, will make you not hidden. Are you okay with oh, that? Oh, I'm very okay I that. mean, I'm just saying
5: you're stepping out of the... Sure, sure. First, I'm going to climb up into okay. the branches of the nice. tree. <laughs>
4: nice. All right. <laughs> so um, so, you're so here, I appear it, it there. there. Now, I am going Shut to say, mm-hmm.
1: because I'm not having you make a spread for this, you're not climbing, like, super, super, super far or whatever. No, but no, you're no, up no. in the tree. I just
5: want to be up in the tree, sure. referencing the orb directly above you got my it. head. Nice. All right. Um...
1: Tell us a story. Elegy, tell us a story. <laughs> uh,
5: back in the day when the fallen roamed the earth, uh, there was uh, a one particular convergence between their plane and ours, which made it particularly easy for them to come through and feed upon the fear of children. And various cultures across the plane had a festival on that night to ward off the fear and promote laughter. Because nothing transforms fear so much as hope and the ability to see the humor in a situation. Take, for instance, the feeling of exhilaration and fear you have while jumping from a waterfall into a lake, but then the sheer joy that comes after it. Fear is so easily transformed. All you need is a little light, like the moonlight.
0: And she gestures at the thing.
5: And then she, like, sings a Halloween song. All right. There we yes.
0: go. <laughs> Fair enough. The monster mesh.
1: <sighs> Do you want to make a spread on that? It's um, obviously lore.
5: Yes. So let's see.
1: Okay, so you're looking at a 28 right now.
5: 28 right now.
1: 28?
3: Yep. Mm-hmm. Is what that is right now? Hang on a second. I will uh, uh, discard this to make it a 30. All right, and... and uh, because it is blessed, I no, don't make a difference. Yeah, you do what it is is that I'm, like, genu- I'm, like, responding to it with, like, yeah, a crossing and stuff Bless to the me. moon. And-,
1: and one thing I will immediately say off of that story is that's, likewise, enough for you to be inspired. Oh, nice.
5: Mm-hmm. Yay.
3: So, shake that off.
5: It's like, everybody laugh. <laughs>, laughs.
3: All right. Funny joke. Um, <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure that when Max von Sydow laughs, it's not funny.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I think for the rest of the fight, Actually, for that you got a thirty. Thirty is pretty good. For the rest of the fight, you can actually try and inspire yourself to get oh, rid of being exposed. You cool. know, normally I was saying you couldn't do it. Basically, you can try and laugh it off. You know, she's she's reminding you there is a thing you can do to get rid of fear. Right. Uh, so that is a concrete effect of that. And the harvester is definitely. I will. I don't have him pick one wound from that. I mean, nice. that weakens him a little. It wasn't what you were directly trying to do, but it's the little side effect. Right. You know. Again. As you know, the heart the, the fallen are affected by belief and that affected him a little. Do you have anything else you want to do?
5: Um, I don't think this turn.
1: Okay. Uh so discard if you want to discard one, then draw back up and again as shrouded, you get to do that one more time. But to begin with, before you draw, you can discard one card. Okay. And he does now go. So you've been mocking him, dispelling his knights, sure. and telling little stories, and so your story <laughs> is about the festival. I think he steps away from the tree. He's going to step up to you. Excellent. Because you're up in the tree, and he doesn't yeah. want to... He, he's doing a thing that is a physical thing, and rather than try and climb up the tree at you, he's going to just walk up to you and say, Yes, I remember those days well. And I remember how their laughter turned to cries of pain and agony and attempts to smack you with his, you know, his obsidian uh, right. scepter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so... That is an attack with a value of 18. Now, I will tell you, it is not a very powerful attack. I mean, he is just whacking with the staff, so it is very accurate, but this is not like, oh, this is going to kill you with one blow. It'll
3: hurt. 18, you
1: say, huh? 18, I say. Cool. When he acts, you feel the tension in the room rise a little, but you're not afraid. You're all laughing. You can take
3: him. Uh, So... I get, it's a I have a grace defense, two cards. I'm gonna play eight and five is thirteen, Ooh, and because one of them of the is part of the wing, if anybody wants to say spend a each spark. each each spark spent by one of you would add three to my total. Oh. So if two of you pitch in a spark, in a spark. Yeah, I'll Pitch in a spark, on, and, and then smoke, I, I say this. These I'll let it connect. I mean I, I just sort of right. take the ball and say I'm not afraid of you.
1: Very nice. So <laughs> he doesn't like that. <laughs> Alright. I should think not. Um and Pass that torch, we got uh, so, Wolf, and we got shepherd. So, Wolf, you're up next.
0: Echoing down the hall, the, the hall is sort of shaded and dark, you know, like when you were walking through that horrible fear aura that we had to go mm-hmm. through. It was very dark in there, so you can't really see anything in there from the inner room. And what you hear is a low calling moan, it almost sounds like, uh, from a horn down the hall. As emerging with the face of the fallen oh. that uh, that he made a pact with, who was the Lord of the Hunt, mm. um, nice. emerges
4: Wolf calling on the horn. Mm-hmm. Now we talked a lot about fear, but I think the frightening animals are the most exciting to hunt. <laughs> the fear is what makes the hunt worthwhile. <laughs> And a wolf always hunts the most valuable prey.
0: And he enters the room and that thin beam of moonlight comes in through the room and it connects with his eyes, which are all herbed up right now Mm -hmm. and dilated. And the moonlight reflects off it with that same glowing reflection that is characteristic of the Lord of the Hunt. So in that moment... The harvester is staring at his ancient enemy, the lord of the hunt, the lord who he battles with constantly mm-hmm. as an immortal. And,
1: uh, to start with, I'll immediately give you a plus three for that. That, <sighs> you essentially for this round, he is exposed. It's just for this round, but for that moment, <laughs> nice. he knows fear. Uh, so plus three to your spread, uh, in addition to whatever you do.
0: Oh man, awesome. And I'm definitely going to go into oh, rage right now. Rage. Okay,
1: so you can play 3 uh, three strength cards and of course you can turn any one card into strength. I plus you still spend one of these like to draw a
0: card if you want to. That's true. Would you like another oh, card? Oh yeah, I would absolutely love another card and I'll, I still have to draw the card for the moonlight.
1: Yep. And don't forget you can make multiple attack spreads. So, and I'll give you the the plus 3 for any spread you make this This turn, Mm -hmm. you know, basically Mm -hmm. for this turn, he is shocked, you know, you have thrown him off. So right now that means to hurt him at all, it's a 10 with your brutalness and such. And to, uh, so it's 10,
0: 15,
1: 20 are your sort of key points. Okay.
0: Let's see. So for to, I'm going to turn uh, this grace into a mm-hmm. uh, strength, and I'm going to use an 8 strength and a 7 strength. Wham! Nice. Okay,
1: so we're already up to 21 right there, nope. which is already three wounds. You could either make a new spread at this point, or if you wanted to, or add traits, or, you I, know...
0: I love adding traits and making it one big attack. Uh, mm-hmm, I just yeah. dramatically, that's yeah. always yeah. my favorite. So I'm definitely so 25 is our next number. Grace of the Hunter.
1: Uh, oh, Okay. <laughs> I will draw an that's, extra card. Oh, well, that's, that's what I'm saying is, okay, that's not normally a draw an extra card, but it is here because you're the hunter. You yeah. know, I mean,
0: that is, that is appropriate.
1: Okay. So we're at a 24. You're not just a
0: hunter. You're the hunter. Yeah, I am the hunter. And I, so I have lunged towards him. I'm doing my characteristic, uh, taking my two knives, stabbing them into either side. And I'm going to say he, is reaching out uh, with that big clawed hand and Mm -hmm. he's like grabbing my throat, you know, trying to strangle me. And I lean into being strangled to bite him on the throat uh, with reckless... uh, Absolutely.
1: Okay, so now
0: you are one point off from another
1: wound. So we're 29 right now.
0: Yeah, and I, I think with that... I'm going to spark it on the spark point. All right, so just give me that,
1: and okay, I will say...
3: How many was that total? You just hit five?
0: Yeah, I will say that that
1: is the single (laughs) biggest attack spread I have actually yet (laughs) (laughs) seen. So here is what happens. You charge in. He is terrified. He's, he's, you know, again, he has never known fear except until this moment. (laughs) And you just drive the blades into him... And rip through him and just blood fountains out of him, except that his blood isn't blood. It is, in fact, fear. And again, flows out across the entire room and <laughs> oh no. exposes those who are near
0: enough. It is still your turn. With all of that, I throw my head back in a howl towards the moon as I sort of, like the fear is dripping down mm-hmm. the sides of my throat. I, I, I don't think it's appropriate to do another attack after that, so I, I think I'm, that's gonna, pretty solid. I'm gonna end the turn there.
1: Nicely done! Mm-hmm. Alright. He is just shaken and, you know, you can see you've almost torn him apart. He's, he's shaking, actually. But you've driven this in and he <laughs> realizes, you know, he just reaches out at you with that hand. You said mm-hmm. he was grabbing you yeah. and you're biting him through it. But, He says, no, only mortal. And you did not live up to your bargain,
4: did you? Did you save your family? And All I asked for was victory. He um, didn't tell me where it would come.
1: Ooh, nice. So here's what I'm going to actually say for that, just because snappy retort time. Basically, (laughs) it's as he grabs you, he is pulling fear out of you. Fear is flowing out of your mouth, and he is sucking that up. So normally you would take four wounds from this. <laughs> in man. fact, because you got the snappy retort in, that it was just like you're only going to take three. Okay, don't, don't worry about it. you He yeah. sucks I'm that. All over it. it's, he sucks that right if up. I had these three and, wounds
0: earlier. He would be dead.
1: And he so. seemed, you know, he's he's stronger. He's. Uh, uh, a little stronger, but, you know, still not as good as he was. So, and now that brings us to Shepard. Okay. D- the
2: condition of the uh, innocents on the tree, has that changed at all? Are no. they still all sleeping?
1: Still all sleeping. Gotcha. Um, oh, and actually, there is one important thing. Um, when he just moved there, he actually did steal a spark from everyone who was exposed.
2: Uh, well, I will start my turn by grabbing uh, one of these guys. Or
1: yeah, yeah. can you grab more than one of nope, nope. uh, your own? Well, one per turn.
2: One so. per turn. So you probably need these sparks more than I do. I've got enough sparks. Yeah, because uh, yeah. if you're he kinda, keeps draining, you're in a bad way. So, yeah. eh, I'm all right.
3: Okay.
2: Well, then in that case, I can, I'll can i just spin one and draw a card. There you go. Uh, as I walk down like the stairs, uh, I'm, I'm going to kind of like slowly pace uh, down the stairs. And I see some uh, chains that are lying on the floor. Um, that were like discarded from the prisoner, mm-hmm. and I'm going to, uh, as his hand is like choking, uh, choking around like your neck, I'm going to like casually, um, as part of the attack, uh, grab some of the chains on the end of my stick and kick them up at his hand, mm-hmm. uh, like wrapping around his arm, making it look incredibly easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Do nice. <laughs> Makes it look easy is the trait. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Uh So as I, as I flick that around him, I say, "Harvester, I pity you." You feed on the fear of all of these people. There is no true courage in that. Face me. I will be your opponent. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm going to also burn a spark and add my current health, and he has to attack me. Ooh.
1: Which is very important since you are the only person in this room who is not exposed yeah. and his uh. big scary attack, which we just saw. He's only usable against people who are exposed. So that is Ooh. very important.
2: So yeah, he, he will add a... Uh, I, I'll add my health so five okay. to that attack.
1: So you are currently standing at a eleven. Yes. And you have not yet actually played one of your two. No, does this legal does cards. this
2: add to it? No, this doesn't. Yeah, add. Yeah, Even yeah. though it's a grace and it's not and this is an attack. Traits
1: can add to anything. Got it, got it. And honorable in this case with what you're doing, I think is an applicable trait. So okay. as I said, right now we're standing on an eleven and you have not yet played yeah. one of your two so, legitimate cards.
2: Uh you will, you will face me, Harvester. I will be the warden of these people mm-hmm. and I will protect them. Uh, like the strength of my conviction.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll accept it. I mean, again, you're striding up to him, and, uh, so this is, this is the biggest trait, uh, thing. So, okay, so far so we're talking at 10, 11, 12, 15. And then I'm gonna add another 15. Wham! That. Nice. 15, so 30. Woo! You people are, are, are pretty impressive, is as all as I'm saying. Okay, now it's not quite as strong, so we might see if we need help because, uh, uh, he doesn't have... You had dropped him already mm-hmm. because of your rates. so rate. Uh, so basically, looking at our wounds, 17, 22, 27, we are now at 30. If we can get to 32, if someone in the, uh, the, the win well, could spreads. add two
2: to a spread. Two to a spread? Well, I can also spend uh, spend these guys, too. Well,
1: hang on. Well, first, as I said, sure. you know, he's got... He's got the thing,
2: so that's no, I mean, what he I
1: does. I think
3: uh, uh, I don't know what I'm saving it. F- what do you think, Shepard? Do you want to use your sparks, or do you want me to? Because uh, the problem is, all my cards are so much higher than that that it's it's light. a
1: waste of a good card.
4: Yeah.
2: Well, uh, he's got two Did health left on him. Spark it up because we have tons of sparks. Right. Right. Yeah. If he's got two health on him, I say use your card, and okay. then I'll throw because if he throws sick another, another five in, five you can sparks. actually just drop him right yeah. here.
3: Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, so I'll, so I'll discard this five of grace.
1: Okay, so that brings us up to exactly the number, so five more sparks. Yeah. If you've got them, do you?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Then
1: that's it. All right, so, again, no tricks this time. You are uh, defeating him, so describe describe that scene. You stride up honorably.
2: Yeah, so I threw the chains around him, and he kind of, like, took his hand <sighs> off of him. Yep. Uh, and then I kind of strode up to him, and as I was, like... As I was walking and delivering my speech, no, no weapon drawn, I kind of like let my, uh, my staff like fall to the ground mm-hmm. to approach him. Um, and as I approached him, he kind of shrank down and I like got taller in comparison to him. And as I uh, picked up that, like he was like feebly like kind mm-hmm. of backing off, I just picked up the chain from the ground and, like, wrapped it around his throat mm-hmm. and then just started, like, choking and, like, squeezing on his throat. And he kind of, like, not even really defending himself but to, like, feebly claw at his thing it. as I, like, finished off my speech and, like, pushed him to the ground.
1: And so you push him to the ground, you you pull the chains, and the chains suddenly go slack, and it's as if, looking at him, you feel like he's falling away from you, except that, like, from your position, it feels mm-hmm. like he's falling away from you. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, they're... Uh, uh, and he's right, just right. And he's just gone. <laughs> You know, and uh you've heard stories that's a thing sure, Fallen sure. do, but phew, he is defeated. Now, here's what immediately happens. The people stop moaning and such, you know, you feel that they're, and you just feel like a weight mm. just lifted from the room. The fog sort of is already starting to dissipate. You you feel, again, just the tension in the room has sort of melted away, and it feels like the people, again, it's as if they were having terrible nightmares, but they're starting to wake up. But, allergy, you're very perceptive. Uh, you notice something right away, and in fact, something that makes sense to you specifically, because of what you have learned. You also notice the sphere glowing like the moon. The glow is starting to fade, but the fears in it are still in it. The oh. sphere hasn't gone away, but I told you that the sphere was tied to his life force, and mm. what you know his life force isn't there? So, that sphere... Uh, first off, we are in a new cycle. Uh, technically, this isn't really combat, so, you know, we can uh, just... anyone. But, but the basic point is, anyone can go here, but here's what's going on. Sure. Yep. That sphere gonna is starting explode. to fade. Uh, when it fades... The fears that are within it, which are not as significant as what he could have had, you know, this is not enough mm-hmm. to completely uh, sort of bring the region back, but it is certainly enough to kill everyone in this room and to certainly continue to cause trouble in the region and mm-hmm. be a problem. Uh, as for what you can do about that,
3: if if combat is over, I'm down to one card. When do I redraw it? Redraw. Oh, okay.
1: Uh, so yes, when when we hit a sort of non-combat moment, everyone go up to their draw limit. But we are taking this away and you are only two sparks, so haha. Ha, go. Um good thing I use that spark.
0: Okay, the sphere. I say we run away from it in slow motion, <laughs> and the last minute we jump.
4: So I am actually
0: gonna throw in a slight bit more. Okay.
4: Uh,
0: which is as you
1: you um you are choking him, black mist is just pouring out of the eyes sure. and mouth of his mask as you essentially squeeze it out of him. Uh And the mask itself starts to crumble and peel away. Uh, and then just as he vanishes, you particularly, not even so much the rest of them, but mm-hmm. even as he vanishes away, you hear him whisper, This is a Mayfly's victory, nothing more. My hooks are in this land and in these hearts. As long as the people in this place are afraid, I will return. And you cannot defeat their fear. He is gone. This
0: is the idiot who got beat by a mayfly. <laughs> yes, <Right>? he is.
1: <laughs> okay, uh, so... Uh basically the sphere is starting to break. Anybody could make a skill sphere a skill spread to study it and try and figure out what the hell can we do about it.
5: On it. Yeah. Um so uh,
2: I want to relay. Uh,
5: I would like to act. Yeah. Please
2: do, but I'd also as he's dying, yeah. I will relay that the essential information which is the fear is what makes him strong. We must take away the fear. Alright. And the people <laughs> From the people. Yeah. Oh, from the people. Yep.
0: Yeah.
5: Okay. Okay, so I'm going to, yeah, so I'm going to, uh, using a combination of lore and observation, Absolutely. get up there and see what yep. we can physically do. Nice. Um, yes. So, with an Assassin's Grace, I'm going to climb up the tree. Okay. So, I'm actually at the orb. And then um, the ba da ba da. Okay. Whoa. Yeah. Yep. yep. <laughs> Hold on. So, a 15, second. 21, 24.
1: 24. So, plus 10. So, 34 is what you are up to now. Yep. That's enough. You okay. don't even have to add. Okay. I mean, that's as good as you're going to get. <laughs> If the sphere breaks, you know, or if you break the sphere, you would die. However, if you died, you know, basically, if you throw yourself on the bomb. Oh, okay. You could my draw first, first, all the yeah, my fears <laughs> down with you into the crucible. You could sort of suck them into the crucible with you. Right. Uh, it would be a terrifying experience, and you would basically have to face down all of those fears in the crucible. Uh, but you know, you've got so you got years, you can do that. Oh, no, so do? I'm not I'm how not saying good? this could have lasting consequences. You know, this is a hugely traumatic experience, but it would save everybody here. So all that's right. that's the quick answer is you could just Someone takes the hit Someone and takes it. the fear. The other answer, <laughs> uh, <laughs> studying it more closely, you do realize the sphere was being sustained by the harvester. <laughs> it is possible that you could link it to your own spirit <clears throat> and keep it from breaking. Or better yet, if you could, try and link it to the entire wing. If you did that, you could try and take it back to the Grand Area hope that one of the marshals can figure out something to do with it. <clears throat> but that's a very difficult task. And basically, if someone tries to do that and fails, it will not be possible to throw yourself on the, the, the bomb. You know, basically, it's your choice. You got the sure thing of somebody taking a hit, or you could try and do the, we're gonna forge a uh, link to this and keep it, keep it, uh, keep it together. And of course, if you do bond with it, there is the risk that if you're killed on the way back to the Grand Area, you gotta walk back to the Grand Area, and if you were killed, it would explode wherever you were. Right. That would not be as bad as leaving it here, since, you know, the harvester has the particular tie here. So the question is, and again, since we're not in combat, draw back up, uh, you know, we're not limited in who can ask. Are you going to try to freeze it and keep it with you, or is someone going to suck down the fears and take them into the crucible?
0: God damn! It, it's so cool.
3: <laughs> you got, you got to let me do it. I'm devoted. Is, there, is, is It, there it. An it like is there very is,
2: devoted. Is there an option like there is with the the other one where we would all split the fears?
3: Well, this is the point: is that
1: well, there's no option like that.
2: Okay. I mean, gotcha. it I is sort
1: to of a quick. You gotta grab them, you know, while yeah, they're yeah. there. The splitting the fears is essentially the if someone did the bonding, if they did it really well they could try to bond it to
3: everybody, not just I, to one person. I can take all of his damage and then jump on the grenade,
2: and then it's just one phoenix affected by it. Yeah, I mean, we can certainly do that. I don't think I can help. It's a very devoted death. But I feel like... I can't can... help with the other part, I don't think, right? Because mm. you have to It
1: Not really. It would be, or... there, there is a way that you might be able to help, uh, and I'll explain how that happens if you choose that path. Sure. But, mm-hmm. uh, but it, is, it is one person making a core spread. Right. And frankly, lore and spirits are the two paths that are
0: particularly logical for this. If yeah. either
2: one of you thinks that you could make it, I'm I'm for supporting that decision. I like that.
0: I also just as a I, – I think the people who GM a lot in the room are like, <laughs> let's just no, nah, let's tank somebody. <laughs> Well, and but the
1: point I'm- is, this is Phoenix. So, first off, the only reason you have the option
0: mm-hmm. to do the
1: binding to the wing is because she made a good spread in the first place. Right. Yeah. So, first off, I'm yeah. just saying you for a. Oh no, no. But what I'm saying is, for a lesser wing, that might not have been a choice. Mm-hmm. You have the option because you've studied it and have this idea. But again, I am saying that is a risk. You could try that and fail, and if you fail. It will kill everyone here, have lasting scars, possibly kill all of you as well. So, I mean, it is still the simpler, safer alternative. However, this other alternative would spare everyone, right. and you never know. Also, if you could get Sphere back to the uh, the Grand Area, it might teach them something.
5: And I'd yes. like to teach the people in this area that they can beat this.
2: Oh, that's a that good. That the only one. way now is through feeding. Well fear. done. What if we what, what if we screw it up? I believe in us. If we fail, we all come back with what level of bitter.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this would be... Yes, yes. Basically, the throwing yourself on the bomb would be a very devoted death. The skill spread failing and everybody dying would be a kind of bitter death. Right. But, so, it's it's got to be one or the other in the sense of once she starts the ritual, it is a... You know, if it blows at this point, it's too late. So, our people... You could jump in there and say, I'm taking it! Or you could... Uh, for could me, it. it's a
3: two-step process. So first, I'm going to do the first step, which is I'm going to take all of your data. Well, you can
1: certainly do that. Yeah. And one spark gets that you way, all of it.
3: That way, it is clear that if we decide that somebody's going to jump with a grenade, I wanted the... Right. Okay, so, um, so that part, just saying. Part, but but I'm, that, I figured that's the first thing I have to do. So if me doing that means that it encourages Elegy to start her ritual. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So you're then, like, no, yeah. nobody's dying here. Nobody's
5: dying today. That we can take these fears and show people how to transform them into good feelings and we can heal this land.
1: Okay, so here's how this is going to work. You are going to make a spread. Mm -hmm. You can add to it as normal with Mm -hmm. your devoted link or if you had a particular uh, trait that was appropriate. But beyond that, and it turns out it's quite convenient that she's the one making it instead Mm -hmm. of Mandrake today uh, because each of you can tell me why you believe in her, why you feel you have a connection to her, why you think she can do this, because this is all about sort of your bond to her. Awesome. So we are going to start with the core of your spread.
5: Okay. So it's going to start with the brilliant deduction that if we start showing people that they can overcome their fears very physically, that we can perhaps even bring back that holiday and, uh, make it so Everybody that they don't laugh. fear the harvester at all.
1: We're going to have a big um, laugh in. So that awesome. this
5: town will be, this, this area will be haunted by him, but he won't be a scary ghost anymore. And that lets Absolutely. me draw the card. Um, that's also, uh, I, I'm touching the orb at this point and mm-hmm. know that we can, like, if we can just gather this sort of energy, uh, psych- psychometry style, we can um, yep. we, we can sustain it.
1: I'm going to give you five points total uh, for the brilliant deduction just because okay. that, that's certainly helpful. So you're up to 11 so far. Okay. And you're up to 21 because this is a lore thing. Right. So you're at 21 base so far. Keep going.
5: 21 base. Um, then I'm transforming...
1: That into intellect.
5: Hold on. Can I do any of this? Doesn't it doesn't really apply. Do you've
1: done your doesn't you've So your thing there. So,
5: so 21
1: base plus, so 41. 41. Okay. So 41 already. I'll pretty, just tell you, that good. is enough to definitely, <laughs> you've already got it secured to you. Yes. The question is, can we secure it to the wing, which is much safer. Wing, yeah. mm-hmm. And, you know, it's basically in terms of getting it back. If it's just her, if she dies. Then, and it will sort of draw off your sparks and stuff like that. If it's the wing, you're going to pretty much be safe. So we're at a 41. So I want to start with Wolf. All right. Tell me about your connection to Elegy
4: and why you believe she can do this. I've seen a lot of things. I've been around for a while now, and I've seen how the world's changed. I'll admit, back when I was running things world didn't look so great. People died all the time. People fought all the time. As much as I hate to admit it, the empires brought about a time where people don't have to worry about walking out on the street, getting stabbed, put down. And it's because of people like her. People who share stories. That information permeating the world is what keeps the world civilized. And I might not be comfortable with it, but I know she is. That's good. I'm not gonna tell you numbers just yet,
1: What
2: <laughs> I'm saying it's
1: good. It's good. good. It's good.
2: <laughs> that that's solid. Uh Shepherd. Okay. Uh so oh, while this was happening, Shepard, there was this uh this moaning prisoner. Shepard was down, like kind of comforting them in their sleep, mm-hmm. placing his hands upon them and getting them to subside. Um and as uh LG is starting her her chant her her, her spell, I guess, to keep to bond this to her. I was wrong about you, LG. I judged you unfairly when we first met. In my time, the Shadowvar, my people believed they were thieves, killers, spies. You care about the people. You care about protecting innocents. Our paths, are lines. You can do this. You can save these people.
1: Excellent. And last... Mandrake, and this is where I hope you're going to be like, Pfft, you can't do this. Fuck <laughs> <me." laughs>
4: like you, I jump on the ground.
2: <laughs>
4: it's really cool though, guys.
2: I go smack her in the back of the head, disrupt her focus.
0: In fairness to him, it is really cool. If anyone can do this, it's you.
3: No one could do this. I jump on the ground. <laughs> Just for what it's worth, I can add a plus four to that because I have both this card and oh, the card that nice. does it on its own. So oh, I'm gonna cool. first so, lay that down. First. So. Just to close my gap a little bit before I have to. I, um, I, uh, 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 I walk from wolf to shepherd since I've just taken wolf's uh, injuries. I walk to shepherd. I put my hand on his shoulder with just a <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom.
4: Dick. no Boom. Dig. What um, a dig. Don't.
3: So I, say, I, 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 I nod, right, agreeing, and I say, it is true. I thought it was not within any of our powers to do this. And I believe that that is still true. But it is within all of our powers to do this. The lot of us. The wing together.
4: Voltron! To, not, Assemble!
3: Not to, not to, not to. I'll be the head! Elegy, you be the heart. No, And
4: I'll
2: form the
3: feet.
4: St-
2: you'll form the snick-snick. No, not
3: that. Well, I've got a lot of
2: other Voltron to be. <laughs> this is the part that you guys are. <laughs> Trevor,
3: anyway. you be both legs, like, both
4: arms, and tail, and torso, <laughs> trident?
2: Um, Anyhow, we can all do this.
3: We can all do this. Together. As a wing. With these people. These mortals. By binding the fears up into the tales where they belong, and carrying them with us to remind us what courage is. Because we've been shown the way, not just what is true, but what is wise. For each of you explaining your connection, that's worth from zero to
1: five. All of you get five. That was awesome. So that's 15 right there. Plus you gave another four. That's 19 right there. That is bringing us up to 60. (laughs) However, (laughs) in addition to that... Those of you who said at the start that the person in the wing you feel closest to is allergy oh, yeah. and right. an extra plus five. So that's 70 points. <laughs> so this does two things. First off, Rocks. the sphere is in fact bound to the entire wing. Uh, and that means it's you're going to get it back to the area. Because, I mean, basically if it was one of you, it would drain your sparks. And, like, for example, if you bound it, you just die tomorrow before right. you got back uh, between all of you you will be able to share that burden that will be fine the fact is also that it's so strong if you did not have such a strong connection, it also might have drawn other forces, Ooh. other things tied to the blight. Might have been like, "What you got there?" Right. <laughs>
4: um,
1: so That's basically, a cool super <laughs> yeah. So basically, if it had just been on one of you, it was possible, but it would have there would have been an excellent chance it could have gone off just somewhere else. Yeah. Right. But here, you have just a really strong connection. You will be able to take it back to the area where they will be able to study it, and you know perhaps learn something. And plus, you're taking it far away from here. So. Uh, But beyond that, under normal circumstances, there was going to have to be a second now make a speech to inspire these people. Mm. But I'm sorry, that was so inspiring. <laughs> and plus, since everyone made such good speeches, I don't want to have to put you on the spot. they would
0: just be um, fear with the power of friendship. <laughs> I was saying that, yes,
1: story. They're know, doing a silly space dance. Given, given that your goal was that, mm-hmm. you know, that was what you were trying to do, was inspire the people in doing this. That again, as they are waking up, as you are helping them out of their days, as they are coming, they're seeing this and they see... You know, the phoenix is joined together and again, you just strengthen this fear. It's just a glowing golden globe, uh, that you also shrink it down. I mean, you can just sort of carry that in your hand and it just again fills them with confidence. And again, with a 70. You have instilled the people of Blackstone with an undying confidence. This will shield them through the dark times ahead for years to come. And their courage will inspire others who come to this place. So you have indeed secured this against the return of the Harvester. So, uh, so you have defeated fear. (laughs) Take that, Mayflies. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I learned that I don't have to
3: die alone. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But
1: here's what I will say. So. Congratulations! You have successfully completed this mission with nobody dying. Although, wow, one so one health level Uh, is as close as it could get. You have inspired the people. You know they are certainly like they they cheer. You know they get the place back together. They, I'm sure, you would help them tear down this tree, which is you know not too hard now that he's gone. But you know, get the place back together. They are inspired. They're going to keep this place strong and safe. They're ready even to face the bones. They 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 can take anything after seeing that.
0: But there is one other thing. And unfortunately, you won't be able to hear that one other thing in the standard one-shot archive. Well, heroes, that's it for one-shot this week. But don't worry, we're coming back next week with a very special recording of Legend of Five Rings. Done with Michael and Caleb from the RPG Academy and run by Jim McCore from the GM Academy. And William Muma of More Games has commissioned a series of episodes run in Pathfinder for his Imperium's role-playing setting. The L5R game is dramatic to say the least. You won't find the regular one shot humor peppered throughout the episode as you normally would come to expect. However, our Imperiums game is most certainly a familiar one shot product. So, whether you like high tension drama or the good old fun of One Shot, you'll be able to find it over the next month. One Shot is a joint production between Tenpenny Press and Peaches and Hot Sauce. Peaches and Hot Sauce is a Chicago-based comedy network with tons of great articles, videos, and podcasts for you to enjoy at peachesandhotsauce.com. Finally, that music which is right now swelling up over my voice is Be Your Own Pet with Adventure, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records.
4: See you next time, heroes. Okay, I'll throw foot, that number We standish sherry some now, and it more I've